This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number eight of season one. This is the final episode of the first season, which, by the way, has done exceptionally well with more than a thousand downloads in seven weeks. So thank you. Thank you for your support. It really means a lot to me. I know how busy you are, and every episode I do, I make it my mission to give you the best of my 30 years in the industry with the most helpful, implementable and transformative insights. I want you to scale. So I give you the tools and share my experience to do so. So now as we wrap up quarter one and embark on quarter two, I'm going to tell you how to win in this next quarter. We'll start by reviewing the last quarter and move on to pressing the accelerator so you build more margin in quarter two. So you keep focused on your full year goal. Making money in food and drink is a series of sprints to achieve the marathon. Consider me your coach, no BS, but nurturing methods to help you get the full year goal from where you are today to where you want to end up. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by Foodpreneur's Formula, my business acceleration program for packaged food and drink brand owners ready to scale and my free on-demand masterclass that gives you the framework to help you navigate your scaling journey and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed program for women, Foodpreneurs Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink business owner, tune in with me each week because I'm going to help you land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and help you put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my 30 years of experience leading sales, marketing, and finance teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your packaged food or drink business to new heights. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And from time to time, I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach specialists who will help solve those pesky industry specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours. No matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and put more money in your pocket. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. There's three steps that are key to your success as you roll from quarter one into quarter two. Step one, review. Step two, decide. And step three, plan. Start with reviewing quarter one. Cast your mind back to where your business was three months ago and how you got the results you have today. Three months ago was the beginning of January. A lot of change happens in the market in Q1. It starts as a holiday period and ends with a very different in-market experience. Schools are back in full swing. 
consumers are busier and adjusting to changing weather patterns and expectations of themselves and their families. Buyers shifted their focus to Easter from and Mother's Day. Did you take advantage of that? Put time in your diary now to spend an uninterrupted 30 minutes thinking about your product sales and answer the key questions I'm going to give you. First, I want to tell you about one of my very successful kombucha maker members who said to me this week, I like the simplicity of the monthly accountability tool inside Foodpreneur's Formula Chelsea. If I felt it was too much work, I wouldn't complete it. But what I like is reviewing the month prior, paying particular attention to any events that may have affected my numbers. And that's what I want you to do too for the first quarter. That member is talking about my proprietary accountability system, the orange sheet, delivered to her inbox each month. So she stays on top of her numbers and has strategies in place to exceed her full year goal. You may not have the orange sheet, but you can still review your numbers and your activities that drove your results. The key to your review is to look at the peaks and troughs that tell a story and answer the following questions. What was your revenue for the quarter? Which week had the most revenue? Which had the least? What's the reason for the discrepancy, if any? Was it seasonality? What about in-store? Did you do promotions that drove sales? For quarter one in the Northern Hemisphere, you're starting your financial year. Buyers, depending on your category, were set up for a solid business as usual with some layover from the festive season in the first few weeks. Whilst in the Southern Hemisphere, it was warm and buyers ranged their stores for holiday mode in the first month of the quarter. Special occasion products were available, such as party packs of cheese or kids' treats for the holidays. And then the remaining two months, pitching opportunities began to open up more broadly again. Did you take advantage of those? If not, why not? Your job as you review the quarter is to review your financials, but also to review how many pitches you did each week. If you're not doing sales consistently to land your product on more shelves, who is? Your sales data should be accrued on your activity planner as you go. So now, at the end of the quarter, you're analysing, not creating. You're scanning for discrepancies, not documenting activity. Do you have a sales activity plan that lists who you're seeing, why you're seeing them, and when? If you don't, and you're not a member of Foodpreneur's Formula, then listen to episode number five of season one, Surviving Pitch Rejection, What to Do to Get a Yes, because I give an activity framework to get you started. I'll drop that link in the show notes. Your results are a direct correlation of the activities you chose to focus on in the last 12 weeks. Review your sales run rate. If it is 10 units per week per store and you're in 10 stores, that's 1,200 units. If your goal by the end of the next quarter is 2,400 units or a revenue equivalent, then you know you need to increase your activity and improve your demand by doubling each store's sales or sell through to double the amount of stores. That's the level of review I'm expecting a formidable foodpreneur to do to scale and double her revenue in the next 12 months. 
Now you have your review in front of you. Take the second step of deciding if you set your Q1 goals too high, too low, or just right. You've gathered the data. Now look for the insights. Did the promotions you did in store or online increase your sales? Did you get a return on your investment? How did the weather impact your results? Do you have a gap that you need to make up in one of the three remaining quarters so you stay on track to reach your full year goal? Sampling has consistently proven to be one of the most successful sales tools for the kombucha business I mentioned earlier, with a conversion rate of 90%. But sampling comes at a cost, mainly time and product. If that's you, build your costs into your price. What about your discount offers? Did they work? One of my spice and rub maker members did a buy three spice blends or rubs and get one free offer. Her sales uplift was 20% net. That's money in her pocket. She offered consumers a 25% discount across her range. Her margins across the range are fairly equitable for each SKU. The point of the promotion was to increase the sales of her spice shakers. Her most popular sales at markets are two shakers. So she wanted to incentivize people to buy one more and get rewarded with another with the aim to get more flavours into people's hands and to get them trying more varieties. It was a huge success. In February, she had 17 two-shaker sales and three four-shaker sales. In March, that turned into seven two-shaker sales and 22 four-shaker sales. Overall, she increased her sales of spices by 47% and net sales by 20%. That's more money to reinvest in her business, in marketing to consumers, and for funding retailer promotions. This data helped her make decisions for her quarter two activity. How successful were your promotions? Did they lead to more product being purchased? Did your revenue increase? What is your profit? Be aware of your return on investment and effort because your next step is planning your quarter two activity. History is a good place to start, but it should not be your only source of data. Be selective about where you're placing your focus and your resources. Margins, pitching, systems, selling more products and putting more money in your pocket accelerates when you start investing in these three things. Getting your product into more consumers' hands isn't as easy as clicking your fingers, but it is as easy as following a formula that's purpose-built for you. You can cobble together elements of these independently of one another by grabbing free stuff. But Foodpreneur's formula is carefully crafted by me, a food and drink business expert, for you. Its suite of sales, marketing and money resources all work together seamlessly so you, your advisors, partners or collaborators can focus on what really matters, your customers. With features like a margin calculator, you can turn uncertainty about your margins into assurances that you and your intermediaries will all make money from the get-go. 
You can even take your pitching skills next level by following my tried and tested script that will help you know what to say and coaching sessions to test your impact. Make more sales by having a food and drink scaling support crew at your fingertips with Foodpreneur's formula. If you want to land more accounts, get your product in more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket, I'd love to coach you. Go to femalesinfood.com and get on the wait list for Foodpreneur's formula. Our next enrollment opening is approaching really quickly. Spots are going to fill up, so put your name on the wait list at femalesinfood.com. Finally, step three, make a plan. Write down your next 12-week sales activity and budget. You stepped back to move forward by reviewing and deciding. Now you're moving forward. What do you want to achieve in quarter two in terms of revenue? Know that number and then break that down by the week. If your goal is to have a revenue of 30000 per quarter in new business, how many pitches do you need to make every week in order to close enough accounts to secure that amount of new opportunities? Will you be travelling to visit those accounts or will you be picking up the phone or dialing in using video call? Making decisions like that and planning out the time required will help determine how many pitches you'll get done. I'm asking you to be clear. Remember, the more you pitch, the more wins you'll have. The same can be said for the no's you get, but you've got to be in it to win it, and I'm all about keeping you accountable. Link your product sales to your revenue goal to the activity you undertake. Do not use hope as your strategy. Quarter two is April, May, and June. What's the weather like in those months where your consumers are? Are there special occasions you should be taking advantage of? Easter, Mother's Day, something else? I'd expect you to have the promotion plans for special occasions mapped out further in advance than now. But if you don't, choose one, say Mother's Day in May, and work back from that date. If your product is not suited to a special occasion, then what else will you be doing to grab the attention of your buyer and your consumer? Are you in a category that's trending up? You need to know category insights and communicate those to your buyer as it relates to their business. Project your demand for quarter two knowing what quarter one was like, but being aware that your sales may not play out in the same way. If you did your review thoroughly in step one and measured your sales activity consistently, your planning now would be easier. If you're not a planner, but you know you need to be, here's some data that may motivate you to get going. When you write down your goal, the likelihood of reaching that goal increases by 40%. If you tell someone else that what your goal is, your likelihood of reaching that goal increases by another 65%. And finally, if you seek out an accountability partner to help you stay honest to yourself, your likelihood of reaching that goal increases by another 95%. The point is, reviewing and planning for quarterly success is like running four short sprints in order to achieve the longer race. What's your plan and who is your coach? Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. 
I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like and the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm-hmm.